0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, fantastic. Well, it's great to continue this series that we've been talking about. Uh, special welcome. I want to extend my welcome from Amy and myself uh, to you if you're visiting with us. We're so glad you're here. Uh, I really pray that this would be an experience where you truly would encounter God and hopefully meet some friends and uh, maybe some, some new people here as well. You know, at Elam, we, we exist to be a center of hope, to reach, serve, and influence into our community. And our desire is that every person would, would know God in a real way, would find freedom through connecting through small groups, would discover purpose. We've got an amazing growth track, which allows us to, to learn about who we are as a person and how God's wired us. And then our goal together as a community is that we would make a difference in wherever we find ourselves. Uh, whatever sphere of influence we find ourselves, that we would make a difference. So we continue our series, Prayers That Move Heaven. We believe that when we pray, things can change. God has His way, but there are moments where, where God will um, not change His plan, but our prayers will impact an outcome in the decision there. And uh, we are praying as a, as a church at the moment, 21 days of prayer. And uh, at the end, so, so next weekend on Sunday night, 5 p.m., here, we're having a special service. We're going live, uh, connecting into Botany, uh, where the service is going to be taking place. And we're going to be uh, connecting to their worship, to the preaching. And uh, Haley Barrett is going to be preaching, the principal of our uh, Elam Leadership College. And it's just going to be a great night. So come on out uh, next, uh, next Sunday um, at 5 p.m. for an amazing night. You have four and a half thousand people across our church are praying at the moment uh, together. Yeah, you know, last week we talked about a, a prayer that was all about knowing God better, knowing God in a greater way. I talked about the importance of making sure that our prayer life is not just all about the bless me, the bless me, the bless me. But actually today I do want to pray the prayer about blessing. I do want to talk about blessing because blessing is certainly a part of our relationship with God and God's desire for us. But this prayer is a prayer that we don't just pray for ourselves. In fact, we pray it over others. This is a prayer that we declare over other people. And uh, I want to give some uh, acknowledgement to, to Daryl Booth, the pastor of our Pukekohe campus, uh, who, who put the, the preparation to this message. And I've just taken some of his great notes and uh, made it my own. So uh, thanks, thanks, DB, out there. Appreciate you, mate. So, I, I want to read the scripture. And it's a, a scripture that uh, if you've been in church for a little while, you've probably heard it prayed over you. Uh, maybe you've heard it even sung on YouTube, many versions across uh, the world, um, the, the blessing song, uh, which was uh, during lockdown, uh, whether you've been in church or not, it, was, it, was, it went pretty viral right across uh, the globe with uh, lots of different nations giving their own version of the song. But it says in Numbers chapter 6, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Let me pray this morning. Father, we we want to connect to the heart of this prayer, the heart of this blessing that we would declare over our friends, over our family, over our neighborhood. Thank you for this blessing that is given to us to be able to pray. Thank you, Lord, for the truth in this, declaring who you are as God over our lives. And today, I pray that we would we will connect to this prayer in a much greater way and understand who you are and your desire for us as your children. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's, it's widely believed that uh, the phrase, bless you, um, came as a result of the bubonic plague. Um, when, when it went through Rome and uh, you know, through, right throughout Europe, and the, the coughing and the sneezing, when people would cough or sneeze, the, the phrase, bless you or God bless you, was the, the goal to... Uh, to, to ward away the, 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 the sickness that would lead, in most cases, to inevitable death. You've to find ourselves in a season where there is indeed a plague, a, a virus that is going across our globe. To declare, bless you, may the Lord bless you, is quite convenient and uh, quite appropriate for us. What, what, do you, what do you think when you hear the word bless you? What, what, what does it mean to you? When you hear the word blessing, you know, for, for some maybe you've heard the word blessing used as, as prosperity. You know, that, that you, are, you are blessed, you've got lots of money, you've got lots of good things going on in your life. Uh, maybe you've seen someone playing sport or playing a musical instrument and you say, wow, they are so blessed with an incredible talent. Maybe you consider yourself blessed because of the richness of your fauna. The, the, the heritage that you have with children and great-grandchildren. Children children, great you know, we, we, we can feel and we can understand a blessing in many different ways. Maybe you've heard a blessing uh, from some television evangelists that say, if you give me this much money, I will guarantee a blessing from God. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Uh, in fact, I'm uh, really opposed to that. Because I think a gospel that's not preached, that also includes the gospel of suffering. Sometimes we think that if we do this or we do that, then all our problems will disappear. That is not the gospel. We've got to take up our cross daily. We've actually got to embrace the gospel of suffering as much as we do the blessing and the prosperity. But there's something powerful about this prayer that's been prayed over our lives. Is it true that God wants to bless us? Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. The truth is God blesses us in all different forms, materially, with prosperity, um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. But the focus on our scripture here today is on blessing people with our words, that we would speak a blessing of words over people. Some may know this passage as uh, the, the priestly blessing or the Aaronic blessing. It's a prayer that we will often pray, and in many churches it's called the benediction. Benediction, beni simply means good, and diction means pronouncement. So it's a, it's a good pronouncement, it's a, it's a good declaration over somebody's life, that you are speaking good over somebody else, the blessing, the congregation. And so God instructs Moses to tell his brother Aaron, the high priest at the time, and his sons, to proclaim this blessing over the people of Israel. Numbers 627, it says, Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. That's a powerful thought, isn't it? That, That when we proclaim that blessing over someone else, as Aaron and his sons proclaimed it over the people of Israel, that God says, as they pray that, I myself will bless them. I mean, it's wonderful to be blessed by somebody else, Right? When somebody else blesses us with, with their kindness, with their generosity, it's amazing. But when God gives His blessing to our lives, that is something far greater than anyone could ever give to us. The blessing has been examined for its uh, original Hebraic uh, meaning. And the ancient Hebrew Research Center, they, they studied this and broke this passage down. And I, I want to share um, the, basically how they describe this prayer. It says, Yahweh will kneel before you. Presenting gifts and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Yahweh will illuminate the wholeness of His being toward you bringing order, and He will beautify you. Yahweh will lift up his wholeness of being and look upon you, and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. Come on, we live in a world where people are broken. People are feeling as though they are not complete. They're looking for something to fill that gap, to to, to fill that void that causes the pain and the grief and the anxiety. But this prayer is saying, God wants to make us whole and complete. Blessing. What does it mean to receive this blessing or pray this blessing? Well, Well, I want to start by looking at the word bless or blessing and what it means within Scripture so we can get an understanding of it. And then we're going to break down there are three key phrases within this prayer that we can hopefully understand and begin to speak over our family, over our friends, over our neighborhood. The first word is the, the word barak. Bless is often referred to as the word barak, which means to praise, to congratulate, to salute. Genesis one twenty two is the first occurrence where God blessed the sea creatures and birds, telling them to be fruitful and multiply in the earth. Praise, to congratulate, to salute. God gives a similar blessing to Adam and Eve. He says, Be fruitful and multiply, exercising dominion over all of creation. But God is not the only one who pronounces this blessing, this Barak. When Rebekah left her family to become Isaac's wife, we read in Genesis 24:60, her family blessed her by saying, May you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of the enemies. Another word within the blessing is the word esher, which is also translated as happiness. Now, the verse I'm going to share with you doesn't sound like happiness, but in Job 5.17, God declares, blesses the man who God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the Almighty. How many people like discipline, receiving discipline? How many people just long for that moment where, where you get told off for doing something wrong? Thank you so much for that discipline. Not many of us receive it that way. But what if that discipline corrects the path we're on? What if that discipline moves us from this place that would lead us to destruction and the discipline actually turns us to walking in the right direction? If I had to shove my kids off the road so they're not hit by a car and they get a bruise or a bump or or, or something like that for the sake of saving them from certain death, Would I not do that as a father? Would I not do that to save their lives? And I think all of us would do that. And so sometimes God disciplines us as a part of the blessing. Don't like where this message is going? No. (laughs) It's all a part of the blessing, is that God would correct us so that we would be complete and whole. The blessing is connected to the knowledge that God is at work in us, correcting us to bring us onto His right path. I love Psalm 1. I love the way that the, the, the psalm, this, this book of songs where we, we, people would share their prayers and conversations with God and proclamations. And, and it starts off, I love the very first psalm. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What is the law of the Lord? It's the word of God. When our delight is in the word of God and the truth of his word, when we delight in it, when we spend time in it, we walk differently. We walk differently to the world. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. I've got a I've got an eleven year old daughter who I love very much rosie some of you might have met rosie before rosie said the other day dad i've uh, i've just got a new habit we were talking about it takes 21 days to to establish and you know really build a habit in our life she says, dad for the last 21 days i've been reading the bible morning and night she read this passage and she said i'm going to read the bible morning and night she makes a commitment to get up early to read her bible and before she goes to bed at night and it's funny the other night. She, she kind of appears at about nine thirty. Her bedtime's a little bit earlier than that. that she, she appears at nine thirty. Like, what are you still doing up? She says, "Mom, I was praying." I'm like, "I mean, what do you do with that?" <laughs> it's like, "That's great. Just pray on your way to bed, please. That'd be awesome." <laughs> but you know, there's something about making a decision to meditate on God's word day and night, to, to be in His word and in His presence. You know, when we realize that, that God, you see, the Word of God disciplines us. The Word of God, when we read it, we, we look at our life, and it shines a spotlight on, on the mistruth that we're living. We read it, and we say, my life does not line up with the Word of God, so therefore I will make the correction so that God doesn't have to do it. We humble ourselves so God doesn't have to humble us. That should be our response. It should be our desire, our delight to come back in line with God's plan for our lives. When we realize God disciplines us for our safety and our benefit, we can receive His discipline as part of His blessing. In the New Testament, the Greek a blessing is translated from the word eulogio, which focuses more on the good words or the good report that we would give, the word eulogy. We, we give a good report at, at somebody's death, at their funeral. We give a report, uh, a, a good word over their lives, a eulogy, to speak... of of the blessing that they were to us and to others. So when we bring all of these threads together, these different understandings of what blessing means, it's a very rich, powerful word of happiness, of of discipline, of of joy, of of, of congratulations and, and celebration, all coming together. But sadly, that design was ruined when sin entered the world. You see, these statements of blessing are a proclamation, a, a good proclaiming, proclaiming of good that things would be restored, what was lost in the garden with sin. This is a declaration that God is wanting to restore over our lives, the wholeness and completeness of what it means to walk with Him. So every time you hear this blessing, every time you speak it or sing it, let it be a proclamation over your own life. Let it be a faith statement over your life and the life of your family members that they would find wholeness and completeness in God. The ultimate blessing that God has given us is the new life and forgiveness that comes through our faith in His Son, Jesus Christ. The material blessings that we enjoy from day to day are temporary. But the spiritual blessings available to us in Christ, they that they cross over time and eternity, as well as material and immaterial things. As the psalmist said, blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So what does that mean for us today? Well, to live in the blessing of God is to know that, number one, the Lord will keep you. The Lord will keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. He will guard you, as, as the writer said, with a hedge of protection. He will keep you. you know, as a child, I had a, a number of hairy moments before I reached the age of three. Um, I was submerged at the bottom of a hot pool with murky water, and my dad couldn't find me. I was somewhere at the bottom of the pool, and you know, found me eventually. Had my stomach pumped with poisonous berries, I managed to um, cross Hartier Drive to go and have a look at the river as a toddler, just wondering what was happening there. Um, 18 months, I, I was swinging on a balcony, probably you know, out of line with Code of Compliance, and flew from the balcony, through the air, landed on the concrete with my legs and my head on the grass, um, not the other way around, and um, yeah, uh, some would say, <laughs> where were your parents? <laughs> The are yeah, sitting in the front row. <laughs> but hey, you don't get to be the world's greatest parents, do you, without a few challenges or a challenging child, I reckon. But you know what? I think the Lord had a little hedge of protection around me. I think the Lord was keeping me for what maybe he wanted me to do. And I, I think we see God moving and, and, and creating a hedge of protection around people. Maybe you could give a testimony of of a moment where, wow, things could have been so different to what they are now, because the Lord keeps you. Every day I pray for my own family, I pray for this family, my wider family here, that the Lord would keep you, that He would protect you, He would guard you. The second thing we can know about living in the blessing of God is to know that He will be gracious to you, the Lord will will be gracious to you the lord will make his face shine on you and be gracious to you you know it says he will illuminate the wholeness of his being toward you bringing order and he will beautify you you probably heard the phrase before you get what you deserve well the reality is we don't get what we deserve do you know what we deserve for our sin well let me define sin for a moment Sin is anything that goes against the Word of God. Lying, stealing, gossip, envy, pride, murder, anger. All of these things are sin. All of us are guilty of sin. Look around this place. It's full of sinners. You know, Paul claims to be the greatest of all sinners. I'm kind of trying to jump next in line. Because my sin keeps me far from God. And yet, God is gracious to me. God is gracious to you. He he gives His gracious favor to anyone who would surrender to Him. God loved the world so much that He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in Him won't perish, but will have eternal life. God demonstrates His own love for us, Romans 5 verse 8. God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While I was still a sinner, while you were still a sinner, Christ died for me. That is grace and action. We're saved by grace through faith, not, not, not through our works, not through being a good person. In Isaiah, they kind of challenge the thinking. He says, all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags, grave clothes. Grave clothes are good for nothing, wrapping up dead bodies. And that's what our righteous acts can be without the grace of God. So today, I don't know where you're at. I don't know where your relationship is with God. But if you are here today and you are in need of the grace of God, that grace is available right here. Right now, I want to pray a prayer in just a moment, and it's a prayer of surrender. The only way we can receive God's forgiveness is to surrender our lives to Him. And in this place of surrender, we say, God, forgive me of my sin, the things that have separated me from you. I surrender my will, my desire to live life my way. Makes it, it's, it's me making a decision to say, Jesus, I want to trust you now as my Lord, meaning you are in charge, not me. I don't want to live my life my way anymore. I want to live my life your way. Our life is in Christ, no longer in us, no longer me, Mike, that lives, but Christ who lives in me. And if that's you, maybe for the first time saying, I, I need to surrender my life to God, or maybe you've walked with Him before, but today... If you're honest, you'd say, I'm I'm not living my life in relationship with God. Is it time to surrender your life again? We're just going to take a moment, just in this part of the service, to pray a simple prayer a prayer of faith, a prayer of surrender, asking God to forgive us, to receive the gift of salvation, his grace in our lives. Let's pray together. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.